0: Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a Goat Gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at GoatGuns.com.
1: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level and please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the human capital innovations podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ryan Parshall about solving people, issues, time issues, and profit issues to help your organization succeed. and partial welcome to the Human Capital Innovations podcast. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Kansas City, Missouri, close to my hometown. And I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah, and today we're going to be talking about a range of people management and organizational leadership issues, and specifically how we can go about solving people issues, time issues, and profit issues to help our organizations be more successful. As we get started, I just wanted to share Ryan's brief bio with everybody. In Ryan Partial's career, he has helped over 200-plus small to mid-sized business owners, entrepreneurs, and companies grow to their potential using strategy, process, organization, branding, marketing, and sales he is a business growth coach and broker who has coached hundreds to success. He is, as well, the creator of the Ten GS Growth System and host of the Growth Engine Podcast. And I know there's much more uh, that you can share uh, about your background. So I'll just hand it over to you. Anything else you would like uh, listeners to know before we launch on into the conversation?
0: Uh, really, just that my whole world has been uh, between these uh, CMO roles and, and marketing and. CEOs and then my you know myself being an agency owner it, it's all revolved around business owners CEOs and marketing so I, I have that uh, podcast the growth engine show where we talk about these scenarios and dynamics that happen in companies between between the CEOs and CMOs and strategies and those types of things so that's the world I live in John perfect perfect Yep, and uh, you know you'll get a chance at the end of the episode
1: today to point uh, listeners towards your work, your podcasts, and those sorts of things, but I would encourage listeners to to do that. Uh, I, I think you'll find a lot of value there. As we get started, I, you know, again, framing the episode up today around solving people issues, time issues, and profit issues to help organizations succeed. Let's start with the people issues component. Like you said, you're coming from a strategy perspective of being this bridge between between the CMO and the CEO, um, you know, perhaps the CHRO trying to to make sure that everyone is communicating and, and we're ultimately all we're all trying to have the same outcome, which is a really successful organization and business that brings value to the market consistently. And one of those key components has to be the people in the human capital within the organization, but there's all sorts of issues that we constantly are grappling with and dealing with, and, and frankly, a lot of organizations aren't dealing with them all that well. So, what are some of those biggest issues that you see when you're coaching and working with leaders?
0: Yeah, I always start with uh, the top or, or you know, the the owner, the CEO, and I look at what what are, what are people getting from him? Right. Or her, like, what is, what is the direction um, what communication is happening from them about what the company is and what the company does. And I always start there because a lot of problems that happen with your teams and people actually um, are, are things they just don't understand or they it's kind of like raising kids. Like the more boundaries you put on them early on, like the more confident and comfortable they are as they grow into adults, like, and they feel secure employees are very much the same way. Like they want to know what the rules of engagement are. They want to know what they're responsible for. But number one is they want to know how they're going to be judged. (laughs) They want to know how is how am I going to be measured? Like, how's my success going to be measured? And I mean, that's probably one of the biggest fails I've seen in working with businesses and leaders is this idea that, oh, well, we have a, we have a job description. (laughs) That's it's a, it's a document. It's a job description. You know, it's, it's, it's not telling them how you're going to measure them in success. And uh, most of the time, if uh, they sh- that person shared with the CEO how they were spending their time and breaking down their days percentage-wise, that CEO would probably disagree with how they're doing that. Um, but those are conversations that often don't happen, you know? It's very true. And I, I, I can only chuckle as you were mentioning the job
1: descriptions because it's just a really poor proxy for like having those ongoing transparent conversations with your people to to set expectations and to just manage those relationships and to help people understand how what they need to be doing and how to succeed. And the fact of the matter is, most organizations are really bad at updating their job descriptions. So whatever the job description says, probably isn't all that accurate you know, and, and, and congruent with what the person needs to be doing anyways. Uh, They morph and they shift over time. And, you know, part of it depends on the composition of your team and just the shifting strategies and the, the, the external environment and the dynamics that your, your organization's dealing with as it's trying to, to, to remain relevant. And so the the static job description is not enough. I mean, I, I would say, yes, try to have a really good updated Job description. So when you're posting a job, you're at least looking for the right kind of person. And so when someone starts a job, at least they have a general idea of what they are going to be doing. Uh, but then it comes down to leaders needing to have ongoing mentoring and coaching conversations, ongoing performance conversations, yeah. and just be as clear as possible, be explicit, and help people understand. Uh, you know, and that doesn't mean micromanaging. And sometimes leaders take it too far that direction. Uh, we don't want to micromanage, but we do need to set expectations and we do need to clearly communicate them.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, most people don't look at the job description after they're hired, right? Like they don't even look at it. Um, one of the ways that I think people uh, can succeed in this area, I, I tell business leaders, like you should immediately put into your calendar an hour or forty-five minutes, however, you know, whichever one you like to do, and, and for a meeting, a one-on-one meeting every week with one of your uh, one of your team members like you should always have this ongoing dialogue and not to micromanage as you said but to have that that repetition of um understanding these are the things that uh this is how we're measured how you're measured like these are the things that we expect like these are the responsibilities but really that conversation bulkly like that should be dominantly about how can i help you in your role how can i help you what are you doing because it, that's the opposite of micromanaging what are you doing how can I help? Um, You know, what do you got on your plate? And, uh, and kind of like being a support for them is huge. And then a way that you can make them comfortable is saying, okay, you know, these are the things that, that we know we have to get done as a team. We've decided these are the things and um, how are you doing on those? Like, you know, those, that's whether or not you get to the finish line on our deadline or milestone with this, this uh, thing, you've got to do this task or this rock, right. Then, you know, that's how we're going to measure success for you, for the department, for me, we're all in this together thing. Right. Um, I, I want to go back on, um, something though, John is, is this from the top, top down thing, um, is the idea that the, the business owner almost always, almost always, not all the time is a, a visionary and, and, what that means as an employee is you watch your, your boss or the president, you watch them like completely come up with new night, new ideas every day. They're jumping from one thing to the next. You you could hardly get done something on a, on a initiative that he launched last week. And now he's jumped to something, uh, you know, completely different and you know, how are employees supposed to have success if, if they're constantly chasing the visionary, right? And so the visionary having this operations uh, person or an integrator, a buffer, right? This buffer thing is a key thing to the success of the people and individuals in in that team because um, they can't live like that. (laughs) They they are not all visionaries else they'd probably be their own business owner. You know, they'd have their own thing. And so I, I really uh, am strong at at getting business owners and CEOs to stop, focus, and we have all kinds of exercises and workshops we do to do this. What is most important? It's okay to have these other ideas, but keep your eye on the ball. And the ball is what? What is this thing? And so most of the time when a business owner calls me, the thing that's this, this repeat uh, pattern all, almost always is... They've grown a business or growing a business. And along the way, they've had that visionary mind where they've meandered, crossed, backed up, reversed. And, and if you drew a diagram of what this looks like, it's a, it's a tangled rope, right, going nowhere. And I think that I can sl- stop them, slow them down. And we can go through some exercises to really, like, get them to look, you know, years down the road. To, to point to, you know, whether it's that we call the North Star, you know, uh, thing or, you know, just a vision of what this thing looks like down the road of where they're trying to go so that they can go a straight line, you know, or straighter line straight um, yeah. to that path. Because what they're doing in the meantime is they're burning out their people by yeah. changing direction and switching this that and people just get exhausted with that and they leave, they quit. Nobody has tolerance for that. Yeah,
1: really great point. I'm thinking of one organization I've worked with uh, extensively and and that's exactly what they're facing with with their CEO. Uh, someone who has tons of energy, tons of passion. It's clear, a very sincere person. Um, but because of the way uh, this this individual handles themselves and kind of is constantly like, it's, it's like whack-a-mole, right? And they're constantly shifting their priorities. And so nobody around them ever knows what the thing of the day is going to be, or the thing of the week, you know, and and it just shifts so rapidly, and so it's like people are constantly just trying to manage, like the the CEO's expectations, and and trying to manage and deal with all of that rather than actually doing the work to move things forward, uh, and so it's just a lot of wasted energy. And to your point, burnout, you know, turnover, uh, just like many organizations, this, this organization has has faced a lot of high profile people leaving, and and those sorts of things, and so it's it's good to have vision you know certainly we yeah. want leaders that have vision yeah. and that have a str- have a strategic foresight and those sorts of things um but i have also found that many leaders by the time they find themselves elevated to those levels it's it's the really great ones that are still humble about it and they still seek the input of those around them and it's it's but there's many leaders who have this arrogance because largely because of the success they've had in their careers but they yeah. feel like Every last thought that slips into their mind is now some new strategic vision that they need to chase. And, and that's not, that's not vision. That's not strategy. That's, that's just randomly going after every last little thing. And if you don't focus, you're never going to accomplish anything. And so having some intellectual humility as a leader and, and continually looking back to whence you came and, and turning back to the people who, who are around you, hopefully you're leaning on them, getting their insights, Having them share their expertise, trusting in their expertise, uh, then you can you can still be the visionary and you can still drive the strategy for the organization, but it can be tempered and it can be focused, and and that's what we need. Otherwise, people like you said, people burn out, people people leave, um, or they just their productivity level dips
0: tremendously, and then that's not good for anyone. Yeah, and I think it's important for for uh, people teams like. To know and understand that just like they they are a person that has, um, you know, their own challenges and battles and, you know, that um, the CEO, is, they're human. Like they their personality is one that's allowed the company to grow and be successful uh, to some degree. Right. Or, or crash, I guess. <laughs> but but. They had something of talent there and it was a gift. And that gift that although it's really great for growing business is not always um, the best for like stopping and really like treating everybody the way that, that you feel as an employee, you should be treated. And uh, the message I would tell people would be um, that yet the business owner has to work harder and keep, keep trying to work on themselves and to be great communicator and people person. But By nature, it's harder for them than it is in in other roles and other people because they do have so many responsibilities and their mind is, is complicated. It's complex. Uh, When you're visionary, your mind's always racing, Um, you know, uh, you know, it it borderline, you know, ADHD or, you know, it's, it can be really moving fast and sometimes their mouth isn't moving fast, but the brain is Right. And so it's really hard for them to get aligned and focus, you know, be laser focused to to drive in one direction with the company. Um, it's the way they were born. <laughs> it's the, so you have to understand that that's that's their nature. It's their gift. And you have to give them a little bit of uh, leeway as well uh, as being a person. And that's just how they are. And they don't mean they don't mean anything bad. Like they, they typically like they're really warm-hearted people. They really do care about you. Yeah. It's just they're so busy and the, their minds wandering so fast. It's hard for them to stop and do that thing, right? To, yeah, to I, I,
1: I truly believe that most leaders, even the less than competent ones or the ones that can be toxic or bullies or whatever, I, I truly believe that it, it's almost never malicious. Uh, yeah. It's not intentional they just don't know any better. <laughs> they have bad habits. You know, it's, it's things that if, if they were fully aware of it, they probably would be super embarrassed by, um, and, and they may have some blind spots. And so, yeah, be patient, just like we want anyone to be yeah. patient with us, be patient with them, certainly. And something you were, you were talking about earlier, which also really resonated with me is, you know, you have someone come, you, you hire a person, you have a job description, you have a job posting, they come in, they're probably never really looking at that after that first day or week they're they're just trying to grapple with the realities on the ground and now you need to make sure as as their leader as they're they're reporting to you are you creating an environment of psychological safety and empowerment where they can come to you for insights uh, for support and are you having regular coaching conversations with them so that you can develop mutual relationships of mutual accountability and trust and Good leadership is built on the foundation of trust. You can't, micromanaging doesn't trust. um, And I I guess the other side of the spectrum wouldn't be trusting either. Ultimately, we have to, we have to have that mutual accountability. We build that trust over time. And then that allows me as the leader to lean more heavily on them uh, and their expertise, recognizing that I probably don't have all of the expertise of everyone on my team. And that gives them the, the confidence to know that they can assert themselves, that I actually expect them to assert themselves, that I expect them to push back on me and my thinking and my ideas. And that altogether it's the rising tide lifts all ships. Like we're going to help everyone be successful together. And that only happens as we trust each other.
0: I, and I, I agree. And that's why that, that, one-on-one, like weekly, if, if you can't make it, um, then, you know, both parties can't make it. Okay. Fine. Like, but I try to never skip a meeting that I've scheduled, but it's important to put it on the calendar because we will, you will forget leaders get busy. Like you'll forget. But I also, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of how important delegation is. And because the number one problem that, that people have is time and they're in charge of their own time. And a lot of times that time is being taken up because they haven't delegated things they're doing to their team so that they have an open door. And I remember a job that I had working for the Kansas City Star newspaper, like newspaper. I was in the direct mail division. Um, so dating myself with newspaper doesn't exist much anymore. Um, but but I remember my uh, manager always had an open door. I could walk in, even if she was busy, she would, she would you know, I could tell she was busy at times. And frustrated and her eyes were, you know, bugging out, <laughs> she would put her whatever she had down and she'd be like, how can I help you? Like, it was like a help desk. It was incredible. And I'm like, that was awesome. She, she understood. And, and um, many business owners do that when you're in leadership, you're working for them. And, and that is for CEOs, especially that is the way that I was being, I was able to take my busy mind and be able to frame things so that when I went into work every day, I was um, in the right uh, frame of mind. I was showing up, you know. You heard that term? I was showing up, um, looking available, looking like I was a person who cared, because I knew I was there to help each and every one of them if they needed help today. Um, so it, it changed. It changed my outlook, and it really helped grow my grow my agency. So, yeah,
1: yeah and and ultimately, it's it's building on those people foundations delegating, empowering, helping people to to b- make better use of their time, all of that leads to these metrics that are going to impact the bottom line. It, it, it reduces uh, turnover. It increases retention. It increases productivity and innovation. Uh, customer, when you have employee engagement and satisfaction that increases customer satisfaction, retention and loyalty, which of course strengthens the bottom line. All of that goes together to ultimately increase profits and help the organization succeed. And so, while it's certainly the right thing to do from a human perspective, like we want to treat people with as people with dignity and respect, it also makes a whole lot of sense from a business perspective from a, a simple dollars and cents profit motive that we need to focus on on the on the people in our organizations that's what's going to help our organization succeed
0: in the long run. Amen. Amen to that. Um, you know, I want to, I want to shift. We're talking about people. I want to shift real quick to something. Um, I, I've really been noticing this trend. So I, um, I grow by and sell businesses. So it's my, it's what I do every day. I, I really help CEOs with their, like their entrepreneurial journey. Right. Um, and, and, uh, it's fascinating, but what I, this trend that I'm seeing right now is really cool. It's not something nobody knows about. Everybody knows it's happening, but the dynamics are really cool, which is, you know, after COVID and everybody went home and, and started working from home, um, uh, that was great for some people, for some it was a struggle, right? And they, they miss that culture and, and the energy of being around other people. And now what's happening is, is we see a lot of businesses asking everybody to come back, you know, and my brother-in-law the other day said, "Yeah, everybody's been asked to come back. you like we're full time again. Back at, um, and the traffic is in Kansas City's back to rush hour traffic again, and I have to recalculate my times to go anywhere." Um, so, w- what's what's interesting is that happened, and now there's this thing going on that's really cool, which is everybody is being able to pick and choose their lifestyle. Yeah. It, and what I mean by that is, is now you can look at jobs and roles and say. OK, this company is a everybody in the company business and they like internal culture and they're big on culture and or I'm more of an introvert. I can only tolerate people for so long. And that's not a negative thing. We're all wired differently. Some people have you know different energy levels when it comes to how long they can deal with other people. And so some people would prefer to stay at home. Some people would prefer to do a little bit of both. And so so, you know, back in the day, we didn't have this choice. You, get in the, you went in the office or you got fired, right? We're, right And the COVID was everybody was at home. Right now, businesses are starting to understand who they are as a company and they understand like what their culture is and what their people want. And so now as a, as a person going out to find a job, you can right match the right company with your personality or with who you are as a person. And that is another element that we had never had before. We've never had this element before of choice. So I, I think it's a fascinating situation where not only can you work in the industry you want, but now you can work in the tight and you can choose the company in that industry based on their work, their what their expectations of work are. And it works with who you are. And so your passion and energy about your role will be good throughout the day and throughout your life. And I think everybody's going to live a healthier lifestyle moving forward, I think.
1: Yeah, I I love those insights. It's super interesting to see how things will continue to to morph and shift in terms of the nature of work and how and when we do our work, all of those sorts of things. Well, Ryan, it has been a real pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go to get on with your busy day. But before we wrap up for Mm -hmm. today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your podcast, and then give us the final word on the topic for
0: today. Sure. Um, You can go to healthybrands.biz. You can see uh, our, our services we have there for coaching and for business selling. Um, you can go to LinkedIn and join uh, uh, the Growth Engine LinkedIn group. It's uh, growth-minded uh, CEOs, CMOs, marketing leaders. Um, so we have a, our tribe there. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm writing a book uh, called The Growth Engine, How to Build a Growth Engine. And it's a step-by-step uh, journey to be able to take any small or mid-sized business and, and expand it and grow it. So a lot of things going on uh, right now. And it's, it's really exciting. And, um, you know, as far as uh, the final, the final uh, word on the topic today, um, I would just encourage business owners to, to really reach out for help, uh, focus on what you're doing. And as far as what you're doing with the company and the people in it, focus on what you're doing, have a clear message, and then everybody else give give that guy a break and support him uh, or her and, and understand their people too. And, and uh, they, they really mean well most of the time. So <laughs> give them a break as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well said, Ryan, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Ryan and his team could do for you. Check out the podcast. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations podcast? Enjoy ad free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Make this Christmas memorable with Goat Guns. Get the coolest miniature gun models for your collection. From historical classics to modern weapons, we have something for every firearm and hobby enthusiast. Surprise your loved ones with the gift of Goat Guns. The perfect blend of quality and detail. Shop now and spread the joy at GoatGuns.com.